This episode of Says Who is brought to you by you through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who our Patreon, where every Sunday you get a whole nother bonus episode of this very podcast says who if you give at the five or $10 a month level. And if you give at that $10 a month level, you also get a sticker in the mail every month. Because you become a member of the Says Who Sticker Club. All of that is at patreon.com slash says who. Dan, I have a question. Hmm, I might have an answer. Have you heard about reading and books? Oh, vaguely. It's a thing, Dan. Tell me more. Well, Dan, I'm just going to cut to the chase. Mm -hmm. I write books. What? Yeah, that's right. Holy shit. I do. I didn't know that. And maybe says Whovia wants some. Probably. And it's we're coming up on the time of year where you might be giving gifts. I've heard maybe, about that. Maybe you want to force my thinkings, which I have converted into digital and paper form. Wow. Onto people in your life. Maybe. Why not? Yeah. It's, yeah. Cheap, it's cheaper than a sweater. Well, depends on the sweater. I mean, I would say that most books are cheaper than most sweaters. It's probably true. It's cheaper than a set of brand new tires. Dad, definitely true. Cheaper than a wheelbarrow. Yep. Cheaper than a recliner, like a lazy boy recliner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cheaper than a car. Sure. One of those things where you buy someone a car for Christmas and you put a giant, giant bow on it. Oh, man. And then they go outside and they go, you, you bought me a car? I wanted to pick out my own car, but you you bought one for me and somehow snuck it into the driveway with a giant bow. To me, I would be more excited about the giant bow. Yeah, I, honestly, same. Cheaper and hopefully than, it comes with one of those giant pair of scissors. Cheaper than giving someone the Peloton, like in that creepy ad where the, yeah. the, the guy gave his wife a Peloton. So why not be cheap? Books. Why not? You can be extra cheap at bookshop.org slash shop slash says who and buy your books there. They're also classy. If you give someone a book, they think you're classy. It's true. They wrap. Unless it's like a fart joke book. That's pretty classy. I guess so. You know what else is classy, Maureen? No. The stuff for sale at merch.sayswhopodcast.com. Perhaps you need some shirts, some mugs. Hey, even a fanny pack. You can go over there to the old merch.saysuhopodcast.com and get those things. Oh, hello? Hey, Steve! <sighs> Stevesy! Yeah. How's it going? Rudy. Oh. oh, you're dying. Good. Nah, it's just oh. COVID. It's not a problem. What? Nothing. Anyway, listen, Steve. Mm. I'm I've kind been of looking. I'm busy. I'm busy, Rudy. I've been looking. I bet you're busy. I've been looking at the news, and it seems like seems like someone might need a little bit of a lawyer. I didn't know you could get the news on a jitterbug phone. Hey, I get it on my telephone. Yeah, sure you do.
just on the phone. It's where just everyone on everyone gets their news, right? Right. Does it just have buttons on there? Does it's it have just a screen? the news. It's just the news. What does it say? It just says the news. Is it just it says a button? News. It says news. Yeah, then it says it's news. And then you, okay. Right. What do you want? I heard that you need a lawyer. And I happen to know a good one. God, what, what do you want? Well, you got some troubles coming. Yeah, I, I know that, Rudy. I don't you have time the, for this. You got the, you got the Congress a-calling? Yeah, I, I know that. And, uh, they're gonna be, they're gonna be trying to put you into the old who's cow. Yeah, that's why I have to go. I have stuff I have to do. They're all up my ass. Yeah. So, but so I'm just thinking. Just thinking here, Steve has been sitting here looking at the news and thinking. What? Well, I could be your lawyer. My good one. Yeah, I don't think so. Let's I don't look, think so, Rudy. Let's look. Let's look at the facts, Steve. The facts? Facts. 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 With it, you like a fax machine? Let's look at the facts. Facts? The facts. I just fax? sent you a fax. Can you, you look at it? I don't have a fax machine. Shit. All right, I'll just tell you then. I was so are you, me. are you drinking? What? Nothing. What nothing. is that? It's nothing. Just You're drunk. You're drunk and farting as normal. I don't want to talk to you about this. You're not even a lawyer. Oh, God. I can't. Why do I answer the phone? Anyway. Listen. I got the president of the United States off from being impeached twice. Yeah, I'm glad you finished that sentence. And I also proved without any doubt that there was election fraud, so... Yeah, it didn't work. I'm you're not, good. Listen, you're, not, you're not a good lawyer. Listen, you're drunk. I'm already on the case, Steve Z. You're... what? I'm already on it. What? I'm already on it. I, I don't know, I don't, I mean, what do you need? Don't just repeat I'm yourself. Good. I'm already on your case. I've already got this. I got uh, the no, 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 coming. No, 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 no. We Rudy. got a thing going on at the Waldorf Astoria heating and cooling. No, 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 no. In Astoria, Rudy, you New do York. Not, you do not represent me, Rudy. It's okay, we're doing it. They got us. They got us on the loading dock. This is the last thing I need. I get to drive the forklift. Oh my god. I'm going to hey, go to jail. I'm going to jail. out of this mess. I'm jail. I'm surrounded by idiots. I said to myself, you know, Steve, don't get involved with idiots. Here I am. Steve What? This is going to help you out. No, you're One not helping me. another. You're not my friend. I hate you. The best pals. All right. The best pals. All right, you want to be, you want, okay. Call off the press conference so we can have a meeting instead. Okay. Alright, hang on. Hey, okay, everyone, I gotta... You can just go home. Just everyone go home, I guess. Wait, who's what? there? Well, we got... We got Jake Tapper. Here we got... We got, uh... We got, uh... We got that other guy with the hair. We got a mustache guy. We got one of the ladies. Oh. Got a lady news person. Hi, sweetheart. 
Yeah, don't say it. Here's what we do. We have a really smart strategy. You and me, Rudy. We're yeah, super... okay. Okay, everyone, we got a, str- we got a no. real smart strategy. This, me this, and is, him. Ju- this is just you and me, Rudy. This is yep, secret me between and him. us. We're doing this. It's a secret. Okay, just uh, Rudy. Don't be down. Am I a speaker? I mean, it's easier this way. I can put my hands other places. Take me off speaker, Rudy. Okay, I, my hands are occupied. Oh. oh my God. I'm going to jail. Go to jail. I mean, probably. Listen. When you get there. What? You, when you get to jail. <sighs> you'll end up with a lawyer. And could you send him my way after? Because I might need one too. I'm getting on my boat. Goodbye, Rudy. Bye, Stevesy. Welcome to Sento, the podcast that's not a podcast. Wow, it is a coping strategy. I am Dan Sinker. And I am Maureen Johnson. Okay. Look, Dan. Hi, Maureen. New year, new me. New year, you, new you. You are, uh, those of you listening can't see Maureen. I can see Maureen. She is in the sunniest room. Yep. I feel like I've ever seen. Yeah, it's just bathed in sunlight. You're just glowing. I'm in Philadelphia, Dan. You are. For two reasons. Yeah. So Oscar is in England. Yep. So I took the opportunity to visit my family. Yeah. Post-COVID. Yeah. Uh, And secondly, Dan, they've come to take my toilet. Oh, right. I forgot about that part. Yes. Do you know if that work is actually happening? It's. I think it is. We one time uh, had our bathroom demoed. And uh, the little one was very little at the time. And so we were like, we're going to leave for the week that they're really blowing shit up, you know, because this is not going to be nice. So we went down to New Orleans uh, and then came back. And I believe that they had done nothing. So we had to live through the demo anyway. Well, they're supposed to. And again, if you'll remember... They originally came three and a half weeks ago or something in the at 1030 at night unannounced right. and said, we're coming to take your toilet. Because there was a desperate leak that they there had to address that moment. Leak. They looked at it. They said, yep, that's leaking. They put it back and said, we're coming back at some point to take your toilet and your floor and your sink. And they allowed it to wait three and a half weeks. It seems like it must have been a real urgent emergency at the start. I don't understand it, Dan. Huh. It doesn't you know. make any sense to me. They said I had short pipes. They said that was the reason it was leaking. Yeah, that sounds right. Ah, uh, you got short pipes. The old plumbing diagnosis of short pipes. Ah, uh, you got short pipes. Yeah, I see your problem here. Yeah. That's like something my old landlord from Astoria would say. <laughs> the one who ripped out my ceiling and left the bathtub exposed from my neighbors and oh, yeah. the one where a fire shot out of my wall and yep. rained indoors. That guy, the guy yeah. had, and he had a friend with a bucket who was just a little bit smarter than him. Right. That sounds like something he would do. Short pipes. That, that was the guy who once repaired the view bend of a toilet with tape. <laughs> he 
now. That's all you need. He was amazing, Dan. He's like, I just put some tape on that. And then water shot out. And he's like, I tried. We're like, you did try. He did. You know what Can't his name was? say he didn't try. You know what his name was? Mm, what? Rudy. Ah. It really was. His name was Rudy. Well, you know, it's the best. He was the not best the name. He was not the brightest guy I ever met. Yeah, but he tried. He sort of tried. You know. Rudy, you can't paint it when it's wet or it'll turn yellow. I'm going to paint it anyway. Rudy, it turned yellow. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> oh, but you can't paint it while it's wet. You did that. <laughs> well, you, it looks just like the most perfect day in the world outside that window. Kind of is, Dan. It's 67 and oh. beautifully blue sky here. A soft, gentle breeze. Cool but not too cool. That's nice. It has been a little too cool here the last few days. We have woken up at the, and it has been like 40 degrees. Well, luckily you don't live in a place where it gets really cold in the winter. Well, it's just the idea. I have a real fundamental opposition to turning the heat on in mid-October. Mm. So, but I finally, uh, I was cajoled into it by literally everyone else in the house yesterday. So we had to turn the heat on. I have no control over when the heat goes on in our apartment building, Dan. So it's yeah. either very cold or it's monkey jungle hot. Yeah. We used to live in a place like that. To the point where on occasion in the winter, we have to turn on the air conditioning. Because <laughs> it is so brutally hot in our bedroom at night that the walls seem to sweat. A fun fact, a real fun fact, is that that is um, de facto apartment design for a while after mm -hmm. the Spanish flu. Yep. To So that people could have their windows open in the winter because they knew that uh, it transmitted over the air. And so you needed to have good ventilation. And then at some point, we forgot all of that. Yep. So we open the windows as much as possible, and then freezing air comes in some certain parts of the room, and occasionally snow. So then you have to shut it if it's snow. It starts snowing it's kind indoors. Of festive though. Yeah, once you find that you have an inch of snow on your say bedside stand, yeah, then you have to close the window and turn on the air. I used to live in a garden apartment that um, was a sizable. Well, it just means that's the fancy way oh. for a basement apartment. Oh, um, sorry. Someone lived in a basement. But it um, it was actually was not sunken. It was at the level of the ground. And where the wall met the floor was an open gap. Mm. And so snow would come blowing in through that gap all through the winter. The When I went to Columbia, uh, my partner and I at the time lived in... So Columbia graduate housing is just apartment housing. They own... Mm -hmm. Like dozens of apartment buildings. Yeah. So you get an apartment. And it was a really good apartment, except the temperature was a little crazy. Okay. It had no air conditioning because there were bars on all the windows, so you couldn't install an air conditioner. Nice. And it was also directly above wherever the heat came for the whole building. Oh, okay. So in the summer, it was so brutally warm Yeah. that... Um, I couldn't put on makeup before I went to work. Because it would melt. It would drip off my face as I put it on. It would just run off. 
So I would carry my makeup in a bag because, you know, I was doing, I, was, I got some like base level editorial jobs. And so I would go into the Time Life building with my, and then I would like go in the bathroom, put some makeup on, try to dampen the sweat. <laughs> okay, here I am <laughs> in the winter, like being in a cocoon. <laughs> so warm. It was like living in an easy bake oven, Dan. Wow. Dan, I will say one thing about being down here in Philadelphia with my family is that it is real easy to walk the dog. Oh, yeah. I don't have to put on uh, the the muzzle, hook her up, cover her in lights, because there's a lot of bikes now in the neighborhood, Dan, and they are very dangerous. Oh, yeah. People have also started riding straight up Vespas right. and occasionally minor motorcycles on the sidewalk. Oh, nice. So I light Dexy up like a Christmas tree now at night because <laughs> they come along and all the bikes are e-bikes. So they literally skim along the sidewalk where you're walking at a fair clip. Oh, my. And they're not always looking. Right. Because they're looking at their phones to find buildings. And so basically, you're just a moving target 100% of the time on sidewalks. That sounds great. It makes me want to put up like chains or something just to <laughs> that just to sort of stop us from all getting mowed over by these bikes and scooters they well you know it you, there it is possible to live in a place like your parents house that isn't your parents house i don't think i'd thrive mm, look at you you're glowing right now she enjoys her walks around yeah she likes to sniff she's interested she saw a deer. She saw a rabbit. She enjoyed herself. That's nice. My dog is, uh, I can't use a light on my dog because it would short circuit her brain. She is terrified of, of lights at night. She's afraid of the dark and she's afraid of lights at night. And when somebody is walking their dog with a light on at night, you can just see her head being like, God damn, there's a, there's a floating light ahead of me. I don't know what to do with There's a floating light ahead of me. Oh my God, and it smells like a dog. What the fuck are we going? What? Do you see the light? Why are we going to work? So I always have to just cross the street whenever there is a, a light. And I'm positive if I were to hang a light from her, she'd be like, what the fuck is that? What, what is that? Yeah, she's a little high strung. Old spotty dog. This time of year is not great for her because suddenly her every every evening walk is now in the dark. So it is full of all of the terrors of the night for her. What about a reflective jacket? Yeah. I mean, it's yeah, it's not all that much of an issue. Well, then you got to put a jacket on her and that's a whole nother level. Of, she doesn't like jackets? No. Dex doesn't no. mind jackets. Yeah. she Spotty really doesn't like anything. That's you can the, you the can cover Lex decks in, in in lights and jackets and she's fine with it. Well, that's good. Yeah, that's good. But Maureen Johnson, perhaps we should discuss some news. Mm. I don't know, Dan. Should we? Well, sure. All right. Colin Powell, one of the architects of the Iraq War. Mm. Died yesterday from yeah. complications uh, related to a, a number of, of uh, immunocompromised issues that he had. But ultimately, it was COVID-19 that brought him down. 
Um, and there has been, as one would expect for somebody who was a you know prominent member of the military and then later a secretary of state and all of that, um, uh, there's been an outpouring of remarks from all living presidents and uh, you know everyone else. And today, Donald Trump sent a fax with his moving remembrance. A fax? I just assume that any of these statements that he sends out come out by fax, because I don't know mm. how else they're coming out. And do they go to anyone in particular, or do they just show up in random fax machines? They seem to just show up. Me. Statement by Donald J. Trump, 45th president of the United States of America is how it is headlined. Wonderful to see Colin Powell who made big mistakes on Iraq and famously so-called weapons of mass destruction, be treated in death so beautifully by the fake news media. Hope that happens to me someday. He was a classic rhino, if even that, always being the first to attack other Republicans. He made plenty of mistakes, but anyway, may he rest in peace. I mean... Oof, where to begin? Whenever I see one of these, the first thing that I always think about is that we used to get things like this two dozen times a day. What's especially annoying about that one is that parts of it aren't wrong. <laughs> well, sure. It's just a little irritating, Dan. <laughs> I mean, it's obviously deranged. Yes. Um, what a strange, strange man. When I go, Maureen, mm. I would like you to end the eulogy with, he made plenty of mistakes, but anyway, may he rest in peace. So there was a, a discourse recently. Yeah. Especially in publishing Twitter. About an article called Bad Art. Oh, no. Red. Right. Yeah. And it just went on. And if you haven't read Bad Art, who is the Bad Art Friend? I mean, at Don't. this point, it, it, it is an interesting article. Mm. It's a weird article. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't read it, it's about, at its heart, it's a, it's an, it's a, it's about a, <laughs> it's about two writers. <laughs> In a on and they're in a writing community together. One writer donated her kidney just to anyone. It wasn't a specific donation. It was one of yeah. those you just give your kidney and anyone can get it. And then, which is very generous, and then just kind of did a world tour of telling everyone that she donated a kidney mm -hmm. and gave kind of yearly updates on. That was a year ago I gave my kidney. She was like marched in the Rose Bowl parade about giving a kidney and people weren't responding to her posts about giving a kidney. And she said, hey, I noticed she didn't say anything about me giving a kidney. And meanwhile, all of her friends in the writing group were ragging on her something fierce. One turned her into a character into story and lifted text from an email, I think. It was an email or a post that she wrote. And then it spins out of control, and then it turns into this kind of Hatfield and McCoy's situation where the woman who gave the kidney ends up suing the other woman. 
I think for plagiarism of her post. So anyway, if you haven't seen it, the kidney, the, 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 it just goes on and on and on. And then I made a, a joke about it just because it was so relentless. And I just said, twist, it wasn't even her kidney. It was just a joke. It wasn't, I was not implying that she did not donate a kidney. I was just done with the bad art friend discourse. Everybody got that, but two people. That sounds like Twitter. (laughs) Who apparently there is now a small diehard community that has fully invested in Kidneygate. Oh, yeah. and, And is just doing a lot of deep relentless digging and is now devoting their life to this cause. Yeah. yeah. And um, one of them uh, tweeted at me and said something like, uh, you know, there's, uh, I, I think you should look at the documentation online signed someone who bought your book. Ooh. Now, not follows me. I checked. I was like, the person doesn't follow me. They're like, I bought your book. Now, first of all, if you buy my book, thank you. But I don't owe you shit when it comes to <laughs> to having to like, I'm not going to agree with you just because you bought my book. You can't, if you buy my book, you don't have the right to badger me online until I do what you want. Again, thank you for buying my books. Um, and none of the people listening do this. And you all know this. But Second, I decided that what I want on my tombstone was, quote, she looked at the documentation online. (laughs) And I also looked at whatever documentation. And it was just, it was exactly the madness that you would expect. Just people completely devote, they're like, we're going to bust down every single part of this. It was it was, it just became a, you know, a little microcosm, little, it's a little ecosystem of its own. Oh, yeah. <sighs> so, anyway, Colin Powell died. The most interesting. Are you trying to get us back to Colin just Powell? Just trying. I'm trying anything I can to get us away from the bad art friend. Did you engage with bad art friend? I read the whole fucking thing and I came away with the worst person in the bad art friend story is the editor that greenlit the story yeah. to run in the New York Times. There are no heroes. 10 to 12,000 words is the appropriate amount of time to spend on two people fighting about a short story <laughs> that garnered the author of that short story $400. <laughs> It is a it is a straight up novel, but you know what? I respect that. You either write no article at all, or, or you write you oh. write a twelve thousand word article about it. There is no in between. I yes. either I either want to hear nothing, or I want I want it all. <laughs> I, I want know. every every single detail. It is madness. I also made a joke about the kidney gate on the internet. I had turned in an article that uh, I'd been working on for about a month and was very proud of and tweeted something to the effect of I just turned into something that I'm immensely proud of. That was it. Then about 10 minutes later, I was like, it would be funny if I then made it seem like it was about the kidney. And uh, so I tweeted something to the effect of like I replied to it and uh, tweeted something like, 
it's about a kidney donation. You won't believe what happens next. And then everyone kept being like, I can't believe you're writing about that. And I was like, fuck. Yeah, don't make jokes. No. It's, Dan, also, I have an MFA. And I can tell you that there ain't no stakes like the stakes of people that have been forced together into any sort of workshop situation. (laughs) Follow me if you want to have a terrible time. (laughs) I will show you some terrible. Just dangle, dangle a contract for 50 bucks to get published in a literary journal above a crowd and watch them tear each other to shreds. If you're going to be in a writing group, be with people you like and know. (laughs) Or stay away. Anyway, Maureen, the most remarkable part in this statement by Donald J. Trump, the 45th president of the United States, as it says very large at the top, is that he recognizes that one day he will die. Ah... I don't know. He was treated in death so beautifully by the fake news media. Hope that happens to me someday. (sighs) I firmly hope that half of that statement is true. (laughs) Well, since I'm down here in Philly, it is nice to see the, the signs that are still up. Oh, nice. Don't blame me. I voted for Trump. There's not as many. They're coming down, but there's still a couple. I, in my travels through the rural Midwest, I have noticed an increase in Trump 2024 flags and signs, which is not the best feeling in the world. How old will he be in 2024? Younger than Joe Biden right now. How old is Joe Biden right now? Like 300. Hey. All right, Joe Biden. Yeah. Is currently 78 my... years old. Ah, oh, yeah, he is. And Donald Trump is you know currently how, You oh, know wait. how old he was when I met him? How old? 69. Mm. <laughs> Jesus. Christ. Hey. You walked right into it. I did. Donald Trump is currently 75. Hey, so. you, you walked right into it. I did. So did so did Joe. Uh, That's right. I'm a shoe. Uh, you hey, are. my laces are right he- up here. <laughs> <laughs> he double knots, if you know what I mean. I don't know. Ah, you know what? He tried to talk me into getting Velcro. Yeah. Yeah, he likes it on easy on easy off. Oh, shit. <laughs> damn it. I like it. Mama like. What kind of shoes do you like? Oh, God. I had to take my glasses off, Maureen, just to, what kind just of shoes? to stop this insanity kind of from assaulting like? me through anything but my ears. I don't know. Just tell me what kind of shoes uh, you like. I just it's a like simple shoes. question. What? I just just like shoes. Yeah, you do. Oh, God. Do you like insoles? Stop it. (laughs) Just Do you like putting stuff in your shoes? I hate this. Do you like putting insoles in your shoes? I hate this so much. Yeah. Just tell me. It's a simple question. 
Do you like putting stuff in your shoes? <laughs> oh, God. Stop Simple it. Simple question. <laughs> Just stop it. Do you like socks or do you oh, like to, to free toe it? I definitely wear socks. Ah. Oh. I like it. God. You don't like to free toe it? <laughs> it's a simple question. I just needed to stop. What? I'm just talking. <sighs> 78, man. You know what that adds up to? <laughs> what? 15. Okay. You know what that adds up to? No. Six. <laughs> you turn that around, it's a nine. Uh, uh, damn it. Yeah. It's dirty uh, math. I'm really lightheaded right now. I hear that. Maureen Johnson, things what? are starting to happen. Oh, yeah, they are. With the <laughs> select committee. Mm-hmm. Investigating the January 6th investigation. January 6th, huh? <sighs> Are you just going to keep doing this old time? No. Okay. (laughs) Today. Dan. Maureen. This year, the Capitol was raided. (laughs) Yeah. This year, January. It was just straight up. I I just still remember sitting there at my desk, and it was the day my book was due. I was trying to remember when I turned my book in the other day, and I always said, oh, yeah, it was January 6th. (laughs) Right around 1 p.m. <laughs> because I wrote to them and said, I know my book is due, but they've just invaded the Capitol. I will be two hours late. <laughs> Were they okay with that? Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I, I guess, like a lot of us, I stopped to, to have a look at what was going on. Because you, yeah. you, you look at it and you say, I know there's nothing I can do about it, but... It does have my attention. <laughs> it does. Remember, oh, oh, they're up the stairs. Oh, yeah, they broke the door down. <laughs> it happened to the shirt, and they broke yeah. in. Yeah. They pooped. They pooped and, in there. And live streamed the whole thing. They started shooting in there. Mm-hmm. That guy dressed like a shaman was sitting there. Yeah. It all happened. It happened this year. Yeah. And uh, House... The mostly Democratic members of the House have set up a House Select Committee to investigate it. And today, Tuesday, the very day that we are recording, they will be voting on whether to pursue contempt charges against none other than the multi-shirted Steve Bannon. Mm, That's right. He He wears a lot of shirts. He wears a lot of shirts. He thinks that's cool. Not sure why. I would rather him wear a lot of shirts than no shirt. Well, we're in firm agreement right there. Wear all the shirts you want, Steve. Yeah. Uh, The committee, which has only two Republicans on it, Liz Cheney and Adam Kitzinger, is expected to pass the vote. It then goes to the full House, where a vote would result in a referral to the Justice Department to pursue contempt of Congress charges. That then could result in a criminal prosecution. And then maybe jail? Well, <laughs> the thing is, Maureen, mm. according to Reuters, quote, a big question in Washington is how President Joe Biden's Justice Department would respond to a contempt referral from Democrats in the House. Uh, 
The Justice Agency declined to prosecute an Internal Revenue Service official in 2014 under Democratic former President Barack Obama and maintained that stance under Trump. So we don't know. I don't know. know. But, you know, they did invade the Capitol. Yeah, they did. They were trying to kill the vice president. (laughs) They were. It's important to remember that part. They were. But yeah, we don't know yet uh, whether or not they will. uh, The Justice Department will allow it. There are some other options. One is that in 1821, the Supreme Court said that Congress does, in fact, have, quote, the inherent authority to arrest and detain witnesses on their own without the Justice Department. But it has been more than 100 years since they've done that. Something tells me they won't. Because they can send a sergeant at arms or something like that. And I mean, I think it's just within their ability. Yeah, they've got the they've got the congressional police to so. go to his uh, apartment above the CVS. Yeah. You know. Uh, but it's been more than 100 years. Uh, there is certainly the possibility that they could issue daily fines for noncompliance. It's also been over 100 years since they burned the White House down. It so has. you know what? There's sometimes you have to re- revisit some old things. It, it does seem like that would make sense. Uh, and they could sue for a court order to comply. And that would take a really long time. Only just this summer, Former Trump lawyer Don McGahn finally had to testify over a subpoena that went through the courts from the first impeachment. So uh, what it all means is that unless the Justice Department agrees to actually uh, prosecute this, it's unlikely he will see a jail cell. But depending on how it all goes down, it could influence how Mark Meadows, Dan Scavino and Cash Patel, who've also received subpoenas, end up complying or not. Uh, the House of Representatives Select Committee did say last week that it was, quote, engaging with Meadows and Patel, whatever that means. They were in charge earlier this year, Dan. They were. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember up until actual inauguration day, it was sort of an open question whether Donald Trump was actually going to leave? Yeah. Good and times. when he was going to go and yeah. if, how. Was he going to try to steal any furniture? Yeah. You know, he left poop somewhere. Yeah. Or he, it, I take that back. You know, he told Dojo to leave poop somewhere. Yeah. He's not handling his own poop. I'm honestly surprised they didn't put Eric in the walls or something just to kind of I mean, sneak around like bad Ronald and just peer out at corners. Ask yourself this, Maureen. What? Have you seen Eric Trump since? It's a good question. Yeah. Seen Dojo. What if Eric seen Trump Ivanka? is living in the walls of the White House? Probably is. What do you think discovered he's over four years that they had the best rats? Honestly, he'd be pretty happy in there. All the mice he can eat. Yeah. You know that place has mice. Oh, yeah. Like well mice, mice, mice. It has mice. Just so. And then all of a sudden they'll say, why, why do we seem to really not have any mice anymore? I did an interview for a project that ended up not uh, moving forward. I did an interview with uh, Olivia Nuzzi at one point. She told a story about being in the White House press room and a mouse dropping from the ceiling (laughs) into the lap of a sitting reporter. So, yes, there are definitely mice in the White House. 
What would you do if you were just sitting there and a mouse fell into your lap? I would move quickly because I would assume that Eric Trump was coming down right All after right. it. <laughs> he could fully detach his jaw and just yeah. just lean out of the ceiling. Did you ever did you see the new Twin Peaks? No, I did there's not. A, there's a part where when uh, Dale Cooper comes back from the other place that he's been, he oozes back into this reality through through a, a power socket. So he wow. literally oozes out of the wall, out of a, out of an outlet, and it's amazing. And that is how I imagine. Yeah, Eric Seems coming right. out. You know how uh, octopi can squeeze themselves into anything. I kind of think that's true with Eric Trump. Mm. He has gelatinous bones. Yeah, exactly. He can get through the uh, the stair, like the banister. He just is oozing through the walls of the White House, all gelatinous and pale, munching on mice, peering through the cracks. Yep. Watching report. Oh, are they eating sandwich? Oh, yeah, they're like. Well, in addition. He just to wants all to be that, loved. He just wants to be loved. Uh, Donald Trump. In, while also issuing really heartwarming statements about the passing of Colin Powell. Uh, he is suing the House committee, announced yesterday, Monday, uh, and the National Archives in order to block the release material pertaining to January 6th, citing executive privilege. The committee is seeking internal communications with lawyers, campaign operatives, and senior officials. But according to Politico... Trump's lawyers asked a federal judge to invalidate the entire request from the select committee to block the archives from turning over any materials to Congress in response to the request and to specifically block the archives from turning over any documents that Trump says are covered by executive privilege. Yeah, I can't imagine they're going to do that, are they? Well, it's interesting because the Biden, the reason that Trump is suing this uh, for this is because the Biden White House has said they will allow these materials to be to be released. Um, that was sort of an open question, and the main the main issue is are uh, is a sitting president willing to set a precedent that then would be kind of held to them when they are not? But in fact, the Biden White House has allowed it. Um, and that is actually part of the lawsuit because there has never been a court decision over whether a sitting president can waive executive privilege of a former president. And there also has never been a court decision about how far executive privilege goes and if it applies to former presidents. So there's actually a lot that nobody knows how it would go. Guess what court it will eventually end up in? Do they even care about him anymore, though? Yeah, I think they probably do. But uh, the lawsuit also says even if uh, the archive is allowed to give stuff over, that uh, his lawyers would like them to submit it to Trump's people first in order to review it. If that happens, uh, that process would take years which is probably the entire point of this lawsuit is just to slow things to a crawl. But do you think that if it went to Trump's lawyers, don't you feel like somehow in that process it would end up getting leaked? Without a doubt. Yeah. I mean, this is like 
yet another set of Trump lawyers that we've never seen before. One of them, I believe, was involved in uh, Nevada's attempt to question the election results. Philadelphia. Philadelphia. You you seem like real smart guys. (laughs) Remember that? I do. That was also this year. Philadelphia, and you seem like really smart guys. We had a lot on our minds. The beginning of this year was nuts. Like, and then you think about the fact that it came after all of last year. It is honestly, Maureen Johnson, all of us are living under so much PTSD. It is bananas. I will say that uh, here, my mother has put up a little sheet calendar for 2022 on the side of the fridge. Uh huh. And I didn't physically recoil. Really? I was like, you seem pretty good, 2022. <laughs> I feel it's like it's going to be our year, Dad. Well, it's just barely two months away. I feel good about it. Wow. I feel like it's going to be pretty great. Wow. Yeah. You heard I'm, me. I'm I'm issuing a request to all Sezhuvians within the sound of Maureen's voice. To remind us of this statement mm. come, what, January 2nd, 3rd, 2022, whenever the first absolute piece of clear shit in 2022 Mm-mm. hits. No, it's going to be good. I think you're going to be surprised. I don't. <laughs> I just have no faith anymore, Maureen. Dad, come on. None. Zero. It's going to be great. Is it? Yeah. Is it? We're going to go to Disney World. Maybe. Had a dream last night. I went to Disney World then. And how'd it go? Well, in the dream, I frequently have dreams about Disney World, and it's always the same Disney World. You ever notice that you have kind of set pieces for your dreams? Yes, 100%. And this Disney World is entirely indoors. Okay. And it's, it doesn't look anything like Disney World at all, but in my head, I'm like, this is Disney World. And... I was going around and I realized I wasn't wearing a mask. Yep. That I was in loads of crowds of people. And I said to myself in the dream, you're part of the problem. (laughs) I think that being somewhere and not being in a mask is going to join realizing the day of a test that you had a test that you never, you was in a class that you never even knew you were signed up for. Right. Or, or you haven't gone to the whole semester. Yeah, exactly. Um, or like uh, for me and my peers who had to do gym for their entire high school career, uh, I still have dreams about realizing at the end of the semester that I had never dressed correctly for gym class. Uh, I think that maskless dreams are going to go right into those forever dreams. Mm. I don't think we're ever shaking maskless dreams. I was so mad at myself. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I have those. Usually they involve going to the grocery store and then realizing like, oh shit. What am I Damn, doing? Damn, you dumb son of a bitch. Yeah, basically, basically. Our brains are broken. Nah. Um, I am struggling 
but I'm pulling myself up along the rope down to focus to write this new book. Yeah. I do feel like there is actually something wrong with my brain at points. Oh, yeah. Like, genuinely, I cannot focus sometimes. Yeah. So I'm breaking it off into tinier and tinier, just little little lists I make myself of even small. So if I could even just do the one little thing to set the process going. Uh, when you So to narrate, Maureen just held up a, like an index card that was With a some series shit of written things. on it. And then you you went to put it down as you were saying littler and littler. And I thought you were going to then hold up an even smaller sheet of paper. Uh, yeah, there you go. I just want your I want your lists to not only get smaller, but the paper itself to get smaller. There we go. She's demonstrating by folding. I know what you're doing, though. This is fascinating to listen to, I'm sure. Now I'm opening paper. Let's see what jobs my mother has on here for me. Fix my father's computer. Fix That's Netflix. Cut my dad's hair. Put up a ceiling tile. Take the car over for service. Oh, my word. Got stuff to do, Dad. Sounds fun. Like a real writing retreat. I am the tech person. <laughs> I got to put up a ceiling tile. <laughs> what? I, what happened to the previous I ceiling I tile? I don't know, Dan. I just okay. get pieces of paper with tasks on them. Uh, you need an actual writing retreat. I know. I'm going on you one. You Dexie in a little cabin. Oh. She's so happy here, Dan. I bet. She plays ball. She runs. Yeah. Oh, she runs like let a me, little deer. Let me ask you a quick question. Yeah. Here at your parents' house. How many elevators have you had to wait for? None. Are they both broken? No. Oh. Why not? Why aren't you waiting for elevators? Because there's no elevator here, Dan. What? Maureen Johnson. But Dan. Come on. I like it during the day, but I don't like it at night. Why? Because it's too dark. So install a light. No, I mean... There's something about, I, I think part of the reason I live in the city, this is true, is because I have seasonal affective disorder, uh, that I like the brightness and activity of the city at night. Okay. When it's just dark out, it really gets to me. It's like, okay. You could just, I bet there are like 10 hour YouTube videos of New York at night. It's not the same, Dan. You got to look out and say, Hey, that's what it's like out now. That's what it's like in New York, Dan. Man, I had no idea. That's right, the city. That's what it's like living in the big city. Says who is made possible by you through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who. Our Patreon is where you can go most every Sunday to get a whole bonus episode of says who. 
Mm-hmm. Me and Maureen wah, talking wah, to you wah, if you wah, give wah, it the five or ten dollar a month level. Wow, you've kind of morphed into thicky checks here. The music is performed by Ted Leo. Our logo is designed by Darth. You can contact us at Says Who Podcast on Twitter. You can email at hey, that is H-E-Y, at SaysWhoPodcast.com. You can join the discussion on Facebook at slash group slash Says Whovians. Our Facebook group is moderated by Janice Dillard. And as always, we are brought to you by our sponsor, new sponsor, HelloFresh. That's right. Boy, we aren't. If you are just sick of food and eating. I was actually just on, we, me and the teen were walking the dog the other day. And he, uh, he was remarking on the evolution of food delivery, like food prep delivery boxes as heard through the podcast that he listens to and how Blue Apron has gone entirely. Mm-hmm. And uh, all of the different things that have kind of, Risen to take its place. HelloFresh certainly being one of them. And also not our sponsor. HelloFresh and that one that gives you uh, like um, smoothie cups. There's another one that's big. Okay. He was saying that a big big podcast sponsor right now is Soylent. Seriously? I haven't heard Soylent on any... Yeah, he uh, he said that it, the, the a number of the podcasts he's listened to that Soylent is one of them. And he was like, and it really just stretches the bounds of the imagination where every host has to say that they have used and loved mm-hmm. the product when they have to talk about Soylent. Yeah, they that is the thing is that I love listening to podcast ads <laughs> and just how they have to talk about how great it is. Yeah, is my and you, people that you know hate that they hate it they don't want it in their house (laughs) they're angry that they're reading the copy yeah but here they are (laughs) here they are trying to sell you a fab fit fun subscription which i signed up for dan i i don't even know what that is I mean, it, I can kind of surmise based on the discord name. You can't. It's a thing where you pay fifty bucks and you get a box of full size stuff. Okay. So I got. I used the discount code from a podcast I like. So I paid thirty dollars because in the box that season was a bunch of shit I was going to buy anyway for one hundred and fifty dollars. Oh, okay. So I was like, well, I'll just take this box because it's thirty dollars. Yeah. Because I also, I actually needed these canisters <laughs> and that, like, it was literally the stuff I was, I was like, I'll just do it because I'll do that and it's fine. And and then you get it and you're like, it's a box of stuff. But they get to me, Dan, they get to me, these heads. I'm like, maybe I need these $80 a month vitamins. And I'm like, no, you don't. No. Nobody no, does. No, don't. No. Nobody does. And you're not really using them. And, and they're just, you know, they just. I just, it's all lies except us and our connection to HelloFresh where no. if you give HelloFresh your money and your time, damn it, they will send you a green onion and a dream. You will transfer that into a grilled cheese sandwich for only $75. Are you done? 
They charge too much for grilled cheese sandwiches. Spread the word. It's pretty easy to make a grilled cheese sandwich. And they're, you know, they always put grilled cheese. Because I look at the vegetarian options on all those boxes and they're always grilled cheese sandwiches. Every time. Not to give the boxed food industry an idea, but it does seem like somebody could probably do fairly well making a vegetarian box. There is. Oh, man. It's called purple carrot. Mm. It's not great. Well, it's a vegan box. It's fine, except the portions are as big as your, like as big as your palm. They're so small. It's like, would you like to eat one mushroom? And please leave stars and reviews on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you listen. And you can join us next Wednesday, the 27th of October. Lies. The interesting thing about next Wednesday, the 27th of October, Maureen Johnson, is that Tuesday, the 26th, which will be the day that we record, the FDA will issue a statement and a decision on the 5 to 11-year-old vax. It's getting there. It's getting there. Then the CDC follows suit the following week, either on the 2nd and 3rd or the 3rd and 4th, I can't remember. I think it's the second and third. And then if it all goes well, shots in arms quick. But we'll see. It's almost there. Hopefully. Hopefully. <sighs> but 27th of October, next episode of Says Who. That's going to be a little spooky one. Well, says boo. Anyway. From my basement in Chicago, I am Dan Sinker. Up uh, a uh, another um. You just looking shit up on the internet right now. Something has flashed through that I wanted to see oh, what boy. it was because I feel like I, I was like I bet it's something. So someone just flashed me a little news flash from this area from which I sit right now. Parents have been warned about a new TikTok trend known as hell maxing. Hmm. The trend is largely popular in America, where police in Ben Salem, Pennsylvania, are warning parents and small business owners. Hell maxing is a bizarre new trend where teens admit to commit so many sins, even the devil won't have them. Police in Ben Salem, Pennsylvania are warning parents and small. I don't think that's true. I think that pretty much anything that is police are warning parents about some trend is not true. Yeah, I don't. They they were letting parents know they thought that. Uh. Ben Salem police did think that people were going to be handing out marijuana edibles instead of candy. Good. Yep. So. Somewhere, Maureen Johnson, in a tape archive, long out of the clutches of the internet, is a high school-aged Dan Sinker going off on CNN, who had brought (laughs) cameras into uh, our student center in high school, Hot on the trail of a teens are huffing kitchen stuff uh, story. And they looked around the student center, saw a guy with long blonde hair and a thin and long goatee and said, that guy probably just finished huffing some kitchen stuff. Let's go talk to him. And then I went off on the fact that they were just following a trend that is cooked up by police and not actually a real thing and that they should be ashamed of themselves. 
I love my hometown, Dan. It, it is the county seat of stupid. It is, again, where the Trump store was. <laughs> and also, says Hubia, you now have your assignment. Find that clip. I I don't think it exists because this would have been like, like, A, I don't know if it ran. So there's that. Uh, and B, it would have been in like 1991. Find the clip. I mean, go for it. Probably 92. 91 or 92, somewhere around there. You were in high school in 92? I graduated in 92. Uh, well, what? When were you in high school? I graduated in 1990. Well, well, well. You missed all the hot high school trends in 91 and 92. I missed nothing. Probably weren't doing the hammer dance. Maybe I was. I mean, could have been. From, uh... From um, this place where they think you're going to get edibles, <laughs> your your Halloween pumpkin. You're just in a sunbeam is where you are. I am. Sitting in a sunbeam. I sure am. From my dark basement, I'm Dan Sinker. Diggity Dan Dan. That's where we're going to come. This has been Says Who. Da, 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 da.